When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to H Podcast Nation, the home of me, myself, and I. This is episode number 12. Already they're flying by. As you know, H Podcast Nation, home to many great shows in the series, featuring top guests, expert analysts, and more. So please do give us a like, a subscribe, all that good stuff. Click the bell for notifications so you never miss a thing, especially as this Wednesday, we have an all-new series of My Story, episode, uh, series number three. Uh, it was quite a popular series for us previously, the first two, with all sorts of characters turning up from actors, musicians, fighters, footballers, writers, broadcasters. Uh, it's just so many different uh, ways and, and industries uh, telling their story in their own words. That is back for series three with a blockbuster two-part with uh, Helen Mace, who uh, some of you will have seen a couple of weeks ago on the show, um, two-part episode telling his incredible story, Helen Mace of the uh, Central Club podcast, and then um, to uh, to what can I say to to help us with that and to bring us with that. If you guys have got any questions after you've watched part one on Wednesday next Monday evening, Cullen will be joining me live to discuss that episode. The- the, the opener to Series 3. So if you've got any questions, you want to talk about his story after you've watched it, he will be there to answer some questions and talk about it. It's going to be fantastic. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Of course, we're live, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, if you prefer your podcasts in audio form, then, of course, we are part of the Sports Social Podcast Network, the UK's first all-sport dedicated podcast network. You can find daily Premier League shows uh, and podcasts on all sorts of subjects there. And of course, you can find all of the podcast and content interviews produced by Ace Podcast Nation, all under the Sports Social Podcast banner for you to download the latest and every previous episode there. And of course, last night, if you missed it, we had on the Danny Batten Fight Show last night, we had a part one, we featured an interview with a, a, uh, an amateur fighter from the United States of America, uh, Jake Reichardt. And then we were blessed and joined by Cage Warriors president, Mr. Graham Boylan, joined us for a good 50 minutes, answered all our questions. We had a really interesting chat about uh, safe MMA, about the upcoming Double Trouble show, a really fascinating show, uh, a fantastic guest again. We've been truly blessed with some top, top-level guests on that uh, series. And uh, that isn't going to stop. We've got some great guests already booked in right up to Christmas. Uh, it's truly uh, a very good show for fight fans. And, uh, of course, Graham Boylan doesn't do a lot of uh, media outside of the Cage Warriors stuff uh, and the main broadcasters. So to get him on was a bit of a coup. Not the first time, by the way, for the channel that we've had a, a bit of a coup with our with our guests, whatever it may be, fighting football, bands, we seem to be very lucky. But if you keep doing it, is it luck? I don't know. I'll let you guys be the uh, the judge of that, shall we say? But um, as we wait for a few of the latecomers, the stragglers, as regular viewers will know, but for anyone else who doesn't, this year we're supporting a charity six 
Football Prediction League through uh, the Sky Sports Super Six. And uh, we're raising money for two great charities in Maggie's Centre, which is a cancer charity and Mind Mental Health Charity. Um, so just a little update, update on that league. Uh, this week, our very own Andy Campbell topped the round with a magnificent 12 points. He was closely followed by Chuck on 11 points and Robert Boyle on nine points. What a lad. And a special mention for the legend that is ex-Cardiff City midfielder, Mr. Willie Boland, who made his first appearance in the top 10. Uh, so that's good to see. Most of our overall leaders had a pretty poor week. Uh, Jamie Richards tonight has taken the overall number one spot with 169 points. But remember, this next round is a midweek round. Wednesday, quarter to eight. Get your predictions in. So, yes, I think we've got some stuff to talk about this evening. It's going to be a, an interesting show as ever. As with this one, as always, uh, it's just myself today. No guests this evening joining us. Uh, so get your questions in. Anything you want to ask about, whether it's football related or anything you like, um, just get your questions in. We obviously rely heavily on the, the interaction of you guys with this. This is a, a one-man show, uh, which means I've got to talk a lot, which is which is fine. Um, it's been an interesting weekend, really. Started with Rodri uh, on Friday evening. We had a good show talking about all sorts of stuff. I mean, Cardiff making a comeback from 2-1 down on the weekend. Steve Morrison's Barmy Army. Uh, Manchester United got annihilated by Watford, which led to Mr Solskjaer leaving uh, Manchester United, which we'll get to in a bit. Um, we'll certainly talk about that in detail on Friday with Rodri. Um, yesterday, we had the fight show, as I remembered, as I mentioned. Um, it's quite an incredible weekend, really. I, I don't mean not many managers get sacked and then do an interview for the in-house TV channel. It's a very peculiar, uh, an odd one. But like I say, we'll get to that in just a second. And then today I had a very interesting meeting uh, with a good friend of mine who uh, who works for a media company as well as talk sport. So very interesting. Uh, and here we go straight away. A super chat from I am James. Uh, he says, well done, Rob. Well done, Rob. On not getting a Facebook ban in a while. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Thank you very much for the Super Chat, James. Always appreciate it. It's um, something which goes back into the channel. But as you all know, we're self-funded. We do everything ourselves. So uh, that is magnificent. I really appreciate that. And yes, well done to Rob for not getting banned from Facebook for a while. There's still time, though, mate. There's still time. Uh, let's have a look who's in the chat. We've got James Costley, Kay Childs, Reese. Uh, Reese's mum, Matthew Angel, Rob Boyle. Will Melush, welcome back, Will. Hope you're feeling better, my friend. Um, GD Parry in the house, good to see. And Donna, welcome. Leslie Coates, the man of the hours here. Gaz Cummins, welcome, my friends. It's going to be a good one. I am James, indeed. Let's get stuck in. Got any questions? Get them in. I don't know who I am, James is, because I thought it was James Costley. He just said it's not. Whoever he is, I like him. That's what I will say. Well then, thank you, James. I appreciate you, mate. Um, it's good to see you uh, regularly on these shows, getting involved. I like it. It's what we got to do. We got to get involved. Ask the questions. What do you want to talk about this evening, my friends? It seems like we should start with Solskjaer. Um, and I'm going to uh, start with what many people may think is a controversial opinion. I don't know. Um, I believe if Manchester United appoint uh, Pochettino or Zidane. That will be the biggest mistake they have made since Ferguson left. I think both of them will be an absolute catastrophic mistake. And it's uh, it's just one of those things. Uh, let's go indeed, Gaz. Um, who do you guys think is the best person to take over that United job? It feels like a bit of a cursed job at the moment. A bit, It is a big job. Like, who do you guys think is uh, the, the guy to take over? For me... I was leaning towards Ten Hag, but then Rodri kind of talked me into Brendan Rodgers. Um, and I think both of them fit the bill in many aspects of it. And I think if you want to build something uh, and long term, I believe one of them too. With maybe, um, I probably would want someone like, uh, I don't know, maybe Roy Keane as assistant manager or, or someone who knows the club, uh, experience with the club to go alongside that, that top class coach. 
Steve Bruce, Steve Bruce's name was mentioned as a joke. Let's be uh, very clear on that. Um, I said give it to Giggsy till the end of the season. However, I was referring to the superior Giggs being Rodri. He should take it to the end of the season. And uh, Chidi Parry says Lee Sharp is his number two. Yeah, I don't think that'll happen. That was the uh, touchy, touchy subject. was not impressed with that. Um, Leslie says best person to take over has got to be Roy Keane. I See, here's the thing. I think Roy Keane would do a great job till the end of the season. My problem is I just think if they want to keep Pogba, uh, they got no chance if Roy Keane takes over for, but because Roy Keane will upset him to the point of no return. Uh, Cade Child says Brendan Rodgers, in my opinion. Yeah, I think Brendan Rodgers kind of fits, ticks all the boxes. I do think they need someone, whether it's a, a kind of a director of football type or and it's Darren, uh, Darren Fletcher or, or an assistant manager like Roy Keane or someone like that who know the football club because it is a, it is a different football club. And I think to others, and it, you know, regardless of people's opinions of Manchester United, it's, it is the biggest club in the world, in my opinion. And I think that's why you need someone who knows that club. Because, you know, Brendan Rodgers, being at Celtic, massive club, being at Liverpool, big club, being at Leicester, huge club. Manchester United still is a different animal. Rob Boyle says John Sheridan. That would really make John Sheridan's agent the best agent in the game, I think, wouldn't it? Uh, Donna Perry says, what about Frank Lampard? I think after the job he did at Chelsea, probably not. Um, I think it's... Uh, uh, Rob Boyle says reality is going to be is going to be Pochettino. Pochettino is an interesting one because he's in Manchester this week because PSG are playing Man City in the Champions League. To me, that's what a mistake that'll be. Uh, I saw a couple of people saying Solskjaer's a fraud. Pochettino is a bit of a fraud in my opinion as well. Um, when the going got tough, he got going, and I just would you would you want to give Pochettino two hundred million to spend? Probably not. Um, in my opinion, but there we go. Someone um, told me that um, Wayne Rooney and Greg Gilmore's just said there, after myself, Greg says, uh, and Andy Campbell, why not Wayne Rooney? And actually, that was going to be my next suggestion, was Wayne Rooney taking it to the end of the season is an interesting one. But there's a massive problem with that. Does he want to leave a long-term project at Derby just to take over United? Till the end of the season. Because realistically, I don't think Wayne Rooney is ready for that job full time. Um, I don't think they can keep Carrick until the end of the season. I just don't. Because he's been... Look, Carrick, McKenna, uh, Phelan, they're all part of the problem at the moment. Um, and that is that they haven't got top-class coaches. To me, they need to get a top-class coach in there. Um, it's going to be interesting... They want Zidane, in my opinion, if Zidane goes there now, he is only going there for the money because they've he's already turned him down three times, apparently. So he doesn't want it. He doesn't want to come to the Premier League. If he does go there, it's because of the money. And, and that's a problem for me. I also think, yes, all right, Zidane going there probably keeps Pogba. Not even sure if that's the, the right thing for the club and for the team. But who knows? He might get the best out of him. And then you see a different Pogba. Um, but Zidane, he doesn't speak English, which I know is not necessarily an issue in 2021, but it is a bit of a problem. Um, we've seen with other managers when they have refused to learn English, it's caused a few issues. Um, Kay Charles says, I've seen Fergie gets to pick on choice as well, uh, has his say, and I don't think he'd pick Rooney. Yeah, I think certainly um, that Fergie will have some input. The most worrying thing, if you're a United fan, and I'm going to put this to Rodri on Friday, is that Ed Woodward said that he might prolong his uh, stay. He might delay leaving. I mean, that is that would be disastrous for Cardiff, uh, for United. It really would. Um, look, apparently Zidane's wife doesn't want to come to Manchester as well. Look, there's, there's very few, and uh, Will says there, very few genuinely top-class managers out there. And with the frequency, they all get sacked. You don't know who's going to be available in the summer is the other thing. Um, the biggest mistake United ever made was not getting Pep when he had that meet meeting with Ferguson and not following up on the interest with Klopp. 
because I you put Pep in charge of the squad that United have now. You put Klopp in charge of that Klopp with the squad United have got now because I think it would suit his tactics and the his way of playing more. You put Klopp in in charge of that United team now. They would have all they would be right. They'd be running away with that league today, today this year because I actually think. On paper, United have probably got one of the stronger squads out of the top four. Man City are lacking a striker. Liverpool probably lack a bit of depth outside their first 12. And I just think Klopp in charge would do a very, very different job. Get the best out of those players. GD Parry says Jurgen Klinsmann. Uh, Reese's mum says not giving David Moyes a fair chance was their biggest mistake. I'm not sure about that one. David Moyes is an interesting one. I agree. They didn't even give him a full season. They didn't back him in the transfer market. But Rodri's opinion of that is they didn't back him in the transfer market because in his first window, he signed Fellaini and no one else. And they thought, what on earth have we done? Um, and he, David Moyes has also evolved his management game since the United. So it's a bit disingenuous or a bit sort of... Uh, there's a it seems like he's doing a great job at West Ham, which he is, but he's not the same manager now that he was when he was at United by any means. And I don't think he was ready for it. Um, and I don't necessarily think he'd be ready for it now. Um, oh, that's an interesting one. So Will Melieu says, what about Ronaldo as a player manager? Do you mean to the end of the season or do you mean as a permanent thing? Um they should and GD Parry makes a great point. He says you should have they should have expe uh, expected some sort of transition after Fergie was there for so long. And people forget that that list last season, um, Fergie obviously left suddenly, wasn't expected, it wasn't planned. But also the squad he won the league with in that last season was average, full of aging players, full a lot of full of a lot of dead wood. And not many managers would have won a Premier League title with that squad. So what David Moyes came into was not a good squad. Um, the players he fell out with would ultimately cost him his job, like Ferdinand and Vidic. They left the summer after uh, Moyes left because they were aging and coming to the end of their careers. So it's one of them. In my opinion, they should have given it to like a young manager with someone like Keane as their assistant. And they should have given him five years to build and if that meant that they dropped down a little bit into the Europa League for a couple of seasons but um, let's have a look uh, Rob Boyle says maybe controversial but Fergie needs to step right back in he's been behind all his predecessors and United will never move on until he does one step right back I do apologise I thought you said step right in as if you wanted him to have the job um, yeah I don't know though he did take he took a step back after Moyes and I think he's only sort of come back into it. Obviously, he had his uh, his illness and his operation. He stepped back into it a little bit when Solskjaer became manager. But I did he think he did step back a little bit. Uh, Reese David Evans says, whoa, whoa, whoa. All the ex-managers uh, from Van Gaal, Mourinho, both said they wanted players and Ed wouldn't sign them or fail to. Oh, Ed Woodward is the massive part of the problem at United. And if he prolongs his stay to help pick the manager, I would be very, very worried because every single manager, bar Moyes, has been his pick and he's got it wrong every time. And I'm not being funny. Say what you think about Solskjaer. And like I, I said at the time, he was never going to be tactically good enough to be United manager, never in a million years. But he came in as interim manager, won a load of games. Of course, he got the job. He's a United legend. You could see why they gave him the job. Van Hal was never going to work at United. Like, and I discussed with Mick McCarthy um, a, a couple of shows back about when you play a certain a negative or difficult to watch type of football, like Van Gaal and Mourinho play. As soon as you stop winning trophies or winning games, the fans will go, especially at United, because they expect a certain way of playing. And those managers just don't play that way. Mourinho, I thought it would work for a couple of seasons and then go pear-shaped. But they, when push came to shove and he got them to second with a pretty average squad. And at the time, 
he said that's my best achievement as a manager and people mocked him but, but when you look back at it it probably was because it was a rubbish squad and they had the chance that's when they, they that's when they should have backed Mourinho got him gave it him what he wanted and then he probably would have gone on and won him a league title and then you can bring in a Ten Hag a Brendan Rodgers whoever it may be but you're on the back of the squad is winning things the players are winning things Van Gaal was off his rocker, says Reese's mum. Absolutely. His football was dreadful to watch, but to 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 um him as a player, he was just lunatic, lovely. Um Donna Perry says, What about what does Mark Hughes do now? I believe he's just a pundit, works for the BBC. Um maybe someone like him could come in to the end of the season. I don't know. That's an interesting suggestion. Uh there, Greg Gilmore. Uh, a manager himself says, "What about Roberto Martinez?" Um, look, I'm no Roberto Martinez fan by any means, but people, people within football, and guests that we've had on footballers, coaches, speak exceptionally highly of him as a coach and as a man-to-man manager. Um, look, he's been manager of Spain for uh, sorry Belgium for a good few years, so. He's, you know, he's had a big job. Has he succeeded in that big job? Probably not, unless they go and win the World Cup this year. Um, I think it's probably... I don't think that's the right fit, but I, it's an interesting shout. Um, Reese David Evans says, to be honest, I think Mark Hughes' level these days is the championship at best. I just wonder if he'd accept that level. Yeah, I think Mark Hughes is, um, from what I know of him and people who know him, quite uh, he's quite confident in his own ability. Uh, own ability. Um, yeah, I don't think he's Manchester United manager material, but he could be a steady hand to the end of the season. Someone who has been there and done it has won Premier League titles, links to the club. Could he be a man to step up till the end of the season? Maybe, maybe a long shot. Uh, Leslie says, I told you about West Ham, they'll drop like a sack of spuds and they lost at the weekend. You did say they would lose at the weekend. Fair play to you. Reese's mum uh, only met Ollie once, and that's when Cardiff had the open day with all the cups, etc. And he seemed very shy, quiet, and totally unsure of what was going on. Look, say what you like about Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer's abilities as a manager, okay? Not up to the Man United job. He's taken them as far as he could. I think he, they're better off now than they were when he came in, as squad wise, the atmosphere, everything. Absolutely, 100%. I don't think that can be denied. I think. You can't deny that he's brought that club together a bit more. But what I won't accept and what I really dislike is this guy gave Manchester United one of the greatest moments in football ever. And not not, not just club for their club, in football ever. That 1999 Champions League final was one of the greatest five minutes in football history. One of the greatest moments in football history will be remembered forever. And the way that the the social media types, some of the journalists have abused a legend like that is nothing short of disgusting, in my opinion. I'm absolutely appalled by it. Want to criticise his managerial skills, his ability to do the job? Fine. That's what we're all there for, football fans, podcasts, YouTube channels media, football show, TV shows, whatever. That's what you're there for, is to critique the manager and his abilities, the clubs, the football, the team. But people abusing him and threatening to like hurt him and stuff, guys, that's shocking. Social media football fans can do one. If we this was a show with Kev, they'd be in the bin, absolutely in the bin. Can't stand it, hate it. And if you go around abusing footballers or managers, then I feel for you because you must have something missing from your life. And also, like, when I watched that interview with him uh, after he got sacked, I don't know why he's done that interview, to be first and foremost. I just, the the life of me, there's some of the decisions that is made by this club, bizarre. But um, how you can not feel sorry for the human being behind that uh, I think you've either got to be a massive twat or a sociopath because, like, for one, he hasn't seen his kid barely at all in the last 18 months. 
because this his young child and his um his wife went back to Norway because they're not in lockdown and there's less restrictions. But because of the restrictions on travel, he's not in his job. He's not been able to go out and see him. So he's basically lived, been a parent on Zoom, been a husband on Zoom. Now, that is a, on, on top of an extremely stressful job. And then you've got idiots on social media and um, journalists and media people abusing you and calling you all the names under the sun, death threats, all this horrible stuff. And you can't see your child and your wife at night to go home. And, you know, they're the people who get you through these tough times. So for him, he's made sacrifices, hasn't worked out. Unfortunate, such is life. But you shouldn't be. And by the way, never once turned on those players. Never once hung those players out to dry. Might have done it behind closed doors. But in public, he backed those players 100%. And that's why today you've seen a lot of them wish him well and there's been no none of the the kind of comments and pictures that we had when Mourinho left um it's kind of one of those Mourinho lost Reese says Mourinho lost the dressing room happens at Spurs as well he likes to pick on one player and then just non-stop attack them uh Deli Ali was played out of position and then targeted for not playing well enough uh Luke Shaw was in and out of the team and therefore couldn't find form yeah and I mean up until recently you know I I was I was saying a lot. Luke Shaw was the best fullback in Europe, alongside probably Trent Alexander, for massive period of Solskjaer's time. He got the best out of him. Um, it's just one of those things. Uh, Mourinho, who just he just uh, he does the same thing everywhere he goes. Um, he wasn't up to the Cardiff job, let alone the Man United job. Spot on from Reese's mum there. Um, I do think he's improved mine tactically slightly from uh, when he was manager at Cardiff because you look at some of the big games he did um, not so much this year but in like the PSG game away at PSG like his tactics were spot on in some of those big games it was against the, the perceived lesser teams that he really seemed to struggle to break teams down um, yeah it's just one of those things Reese says uh, Ollie's problem was summed up best by Kev. The man doesn't like confrontation. He'd wait until you're busy to tell you bad news to avoid the confrontation. And I think United needs someone who can ruffle a few feathers. I agree. However, like I said, with the Roy Keane suggestion for Roy Keane to take over to the end of the season, um, it almost would be detrimental for that. Even though I believe they need someone maybe who's a bit more hands-on, a bit sterner. I think Roy Keane would probably cause long-term more problems that he would solve. Um, for me, throw the throw the checkbook at Leicester, compensate him for letting them letting you have Brendan Rodgers mid-season, and get Brendan Rodgers in now in January or before January. Just give him a little bit of money in January to get a holding midfielder. Ironically, he'd probably want uh, Leicester's holding midfielder. His name escapes me, but someone will tell me. Um, so yeah, it's going to be one of those things. Um, GD Parry says a lot of the media journalists likely never even had a did did a journalism course. He's spot on there, mate. Um, social media and technology has changed the game on that front, unfortunately. And uh, you know it's positive in many ways, but there's always the negative side of things too. Um, James Costley says, Ollie as a human, 100 out of 10. As a manager, 3 out of 10. 100%, James. I cannot tell you how much I agree with that. As a human being, um, he seems like an absolute diamond. As a manager, average, probably championship level, if that. Um, but we'll see. Maybe he'll get back into football and um, we'll go there. Um Let's have a look. Oh, Reese says, I have to agree, disagree with you there. So I uh, sure had a great Euros, but he's not the best fullback. So what I said was up until this season, so last season and probably the half season before that, I said he was the best fullback in Europe um, on form. Uh, particularly last season, I thought he was outstanding. But uh, this season, he's gone off a cliff a bit. Not the only one. Is that because Harry Maguire's decided he's going to, God knows what he's doing. I really don't understand what he's doing at the moment. He and this part of Solskjaer's problem has been there's players in that United starting lineup who should have been dropped at various points this year, 
and they just he just hasn't done it. Whether it's guts, whether he's tried to back the players, I don't know. Maguire should have been dropped when he came back from injury. Clearly, wasn't fit. Was making the mistakes. He should have dropped him until he was fully fit. Luke Shaw has dipped. Juan Bissaka has dipped at points. Um, Sancho did dip. He did drop him for a little bit. Um, McTominay's had bad periods. Fred has been awful. But he's stuck with these players week in, week out. And they've let him down week in, week out. Not just with bad performances, but mistakes that have cost them goals, cost them games, cost them points. He's got to have... You've, as a manager, you've got to make those tough decisions. Sometimes you'll get it wrong, but to shy away from those decisions is poor as when you're at a club the size of United. And yes, of course, we can all see they need uh, like a, a top quality holding midfielder. Of course we can. But they have still got players there who are internationals, experienced players who they can re- rotate in. Donny van der Beek has barely played, you know, He's a phenomenal footballer, and I think he showed that even amongst the shit show that was the Watford game. Van der Beek was again one of the bright spots when he came on, and um, yeah, it's one of them. Interesting. Uh, even into Richie Thomas, welcome, my friend. Um, Will Menu says I don't think Ollie has improved as a manager. He's just had better players at United. Um, the reason I think he's improved tactically is because. Um, Last season against Man City, Arsenal, I think it was Arsenal, uh, Liverpool, PSG, he played different tactics for each game, depending on his opponent, and it came off. He did it well. It was when teams sat deep and they had to break them down that they really struggled to get anything done. They couldn't break teams down. They had a lot of draws, um, a lot of lot games lost that they shouldn't have um, that's the only reason I think he's uh, improved tactically. Uh, GD Parry says he was like a parent who tries to be the best friend uh, to players need discipline and he couldn't give it. Or if he tried, he was probably ignored or laughed at. It does feel like uh, a bit like that. Um, Lorna Evans or Reese's mum says uh, Roy Keane doesn't rate any of the United current squad. I think there's a couple in there which he rates, but you're right. There's a lot in there which he's not, you know, he's been very critical of publicly. So, like, how could he go in there and motivate a Paul Pogba, who he's been so critical of, or or, or a, a Martial, or, or, you know, all the... Maguire, he's slaughtered high Maguire. Imagine Roy Keane goes in there till the end of the season, takes the captaincy off Maguire, drops him. Like, that's going to rock the boat straight away. Um, it's uh, Yeah, it's interesting. Reese says, God, no, not Roy Keane. I think Pochettino is the ideal man. Spurs players used to say, even when they weren't playing... Potch was a great man manager and it didn't affect him. Yeah, I um I don't don't have that at all. Um I just think when you look at the players he's got available to him at PSG, and they are there, then the two or three times I've watched them this year, they've been dire to watch. But you know, maybe that was just a a, a small window into into it. Uh, Greg's Greg Gilmore says indeed yeah that's right holding midfield I think Brendan Rodgers would probably take or want to take indeed with him um, I try to think if there's any other Leicester players Tillman Tillman's is the one isn't it I think him and indeed and let look you slot Brendan Rodgers in there in, as coach and you'd put indeed and Tillman's in that United squad suddenly looks very very different doesn't it and I mean even Drop Harry Kane, uh, Harry Maguire, and have Varane and um, Lindelof there at the back. You know they're, they're good footballers. They're just lacking in confidence, I think, at the moment. Roy Keane will be playing the reserves, Richie says after his rants. Yeah, unless uh, people forget as well. By the way, United have got some exceptional youngsters who aren't in that first team squad. So you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of them given some time between now and the end of the season. In my opinion, um, Zidane will only go there for the money. He'll be on an obscene amount of money. Um, and that's why I think it's a mistake. Uh, Donna Perry says, you had to shout out Woody Boland for doing so well in the Super Super 6. So I tagged you uh, as I was excited for you. Yes, indeed. The legend that is Woody Boland. Oh, him so much. Um, 
the Greg Greg Gilmore says the best sale Leicester ever made was selling Harry Maguire. Yeah, they've got they made a killing on Harry Maguire, didn't they? Um, they are struggling a bit at Leicester at the moment, and I wonder whether, um, I wonder whether Leicester might think all oh, if Man United are going to overpay for, um, for oh, sorry for you know Brendan Rodgers. You take the money while they're struggling and, and bring in a fresh coach in. I don't know. I mean, it depends. If they're accepting that he's going to leave in the summer to take the United job and United are going to pay a ridiculous you know, 15, 20 million for him to come now, do you take the money? I mean, I don't see why not, really. i got to be honest. Um, it just makes sense to me that you would take the money. Um, if, he, if you think he's going to go anyway... Um, the problem comes is if he goes, like you say, he's going to want Ndidi, he's going to want Tillmans. But then again, you use that to your advantage and you make sure you get a big old price for them. Tillmans would cost a fortune um, at the moment. Absolute fortune. Uh, they, I think they get a good 70, 80 million for him. He's young, quality, exactly what United need and they know it. So, yeah, they would um, 100% take that and they would laugh as they took it but um yes indeed um <clears throat> got any question guys i'm losing my voice a little bit so probably only going to do about 45 tonight if that's all right with you guys um so got any questions um not related to Oligon or Solskjaer then get them in but uh, I, I still want to hear your views and everything on it uh, i find it fascinating to hear the different suggestions and people's different takes, even if it's uh, you know it's different to mine, I enjoy that a lot. Um, and I think it, I think it was Reese who disagreed with me on Luke Shaw. Will disagreed with me on on Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. So uh, yeah, get me your views in. Get me your, your get me give me give me all the questions, all the views, all the questions. Get it in. Um, so look. Bet United had gutted Gerard went to Villa. Now, good God, there's not a way uh, in a million years that they would want Steven Gerrard and he would want them. Not a chance, uh, Reese's mum, I don't think. There. Um, Reese says, even then, so many fullbacks better than him. Uh, Trent, um, so you say Trent, Wambasaka, uh, Alphonse, Alphonse Davis. I think Shaw has been having, uh, was good until this season. Great going forward, but I wouldn't have said he was the best in Europe. It's fair enough, mate. Your opinion, I think um, him and Trent for me are the two best. Wambasaka is the best defender, fullback defensively in Europe. For me, he's so good defensively. Unfortunately, going forward, he's not very good. His distribute, uh, his final ball, and his crossing is dreadful. Alphonse Davis, decent, decent. Um, Let's have a look what else we got here in the chat. Um, GD Pie says, if you want to make motivate Paul Pogba, Dave Jones is the man. There you go. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Roy Keane on Fred. I thought, uh, Reese says, I thought he was going to swear about six or seven times. He did seem like he was on the brink of swearing numerous times on the weekend, which is interesting. Um, Reese says PSG is a strange one. All the signings are made by Leonardo. Poch asked for certain positions to be strengthened. The club signed a fullback and a keeper, which Poch didn't want, um, has to play them. Look, if Donnarumma's available, you sign him, then you at the end of the day. Um, Matthew Angel says if Leicester let Brendan Rogers go, they should put a clause in his contract that he's not allowed to approach any Leicester players for a year or two. I believe. I believe you're not able to do that. Um, it's something to do with like the free economy of players moving, something like that. Um, I vaguely remember us talking about that. With might have been Graham Jones, I'm not sure. Um, Reese's mum said, "Do you think some players are burnt out from playing in the Euros and now all the international duties they've had to do so far?" I, I absolutely do think that's a, an issue, and I think it's going to be an even bigger issue coming up over the next couple of years because obviously you've got. They're going to have a shortened summer this year because I believe the next season will start earlier because you've got the World Cup in the winter. 
Uh, and then you've got the Euros then straight after the season, the follow uh, the, the second half of the season. So they are effectively... So from COVID, they've, players have had very little break in between, like other than maybe a couple of weeks here and there. And I know people will say, oh, they get paid a fortune. But that doesn't mean that they their bodies, their mental, the mental side... And people forget they're spending a lot of their time in these secure bubbles... You look at the cricketers and the way England cricket have done it over the last 18 months because they're constantly in a bubble away from their families in hotels, not allowed outside the hotels where possible, uh, things like this. They've had to have different sides completely for the different versions of the game, whereas a lot of those players play a few different versions normally. But because it's so mentally um, difficult, and they've still had players dropping out because they can't act it after a certain amount of time because they've been in a bubble for like 12 months and they just need to go home and be normal and see their families and see their kids. And I think people don't, they do football as a bit of a disservice. Like I said about Solskjaer, barely seen his kid and his wife for like a year. Like, come on, like anyone who's got kids or family that they're close to, like, Imagine just being not being able to see him, not being able to give him a hug or just cut you up and watch a bit of TV at the end of the night when you had a bad day. Like, that's a big ask. And then when you add in the stress of everything, of course, you're there for the pressure, the job, the big jobs come with that pressure, the money, etc. But, like, these players are going to be on their ass by the World Cup, by the Euros. They're going to be, I think so many players are going to end up missing that Euros because... And I wonder what sort of state. I think next season's Premier League, we might get an upset in terms of who wins the league. I wouldn't be surprised to see a, a Leicester or, a, I don't know, a West Ham or, a, I don't know, who else? And maybe an Everton if they spend their money, Newcastle. Just someone completely out of the blue, I think, could win it outside of the usual big names next year because of the World Cup and the Euros, and just the whole effect on the big players, the mental and physical side of it, I think we might see a different winner to the Premier League next year. Certainly in the cup competitions, I think we'll see a month new winners next year, because I think next year in the FA Cup and the League Cup, United, City, Chelsea, Liverpool, they're going to play their reserves and their youth players in those cups to try and give the players a rest, just to just to give them something because it's going to be so intense. <sighs> Leslie says, no, I want a full hour. Well, Leslie, I'll see what I can do. Um, Matthew says, save your voice for the City game on Wednesday, mate. Yes, uh, I'm uh, thinking. Um, Rob Boyle says, Stephen Ger Gerrard going to March Villa up the league. Yeah, I think Gerrard is going to do a really good job. Um and I, do you know what I think? Frank Lampard, if he had been at any other club than Chelsea and they'd stuck with him, I think he would have done a good job at Chelsea too. Unfortunately, Chelsea, you get no patience. It's just, they just get rid of you if you're not up to it. Um, where are Cardiff going to finish under Morrison? Uh, Donna Perry says, well, Donna Perry, shall we have a look at the league table and discuss that? And I'm. Uh, are you going to be at the City game on Wednesday, Simon? Uh, I'm contemplating it. Um, it's good after see. So Cardiff City nineteenth at the moment on eighteen points. They are what we like. So we're five points behind thirteenth, who will play the same amount of games. Not Forest. Oh look, if Cardiff go on a, a run of five wins, they'll be right up in the playoffs again, which is madness. Whereas because I was convinced if Mick McCarthy stayed, we were going down. Whereas if we lose five games as a bounce, we'll be in the relegation zone also, by the way. Um, so we'll look, should we look at the fixtures coming up? Um, who have we got over the next five games? So we have Hull City home on Wednesday. Luton Town away on Saturday. That's a tricky one. Sheffield United at home. Birmingham City away. Derby County at home. So, so I think we should beat Hull at home. There's three points. 
Uh, we should beat we sure Luton Town take a draw there. Sheffield United. Mm, like to think we could beat Sheffield United is that way or home? That's home. Yeah, so three. So we take I would take if we could get seven points from the next three games, then I think we will make the playoffs at the end of the year. How's that for a prediction? Uh Kay Charles says, um Steven Gerrard stamped on Stampy's head at the Cellnet Stadium back in the day. Got away with it. We'll never forget it. Man like Andy may remember. It was absolutely vile from Gerrard. Gerrard, in his younger days, had a habit of stamping on people. Uh, he was nasty. Um, and I, I actually think that uh, Steven Gerrard, as a footballer, phenomenal footballer, um, but I think he got away with a lot because he was uh, like the England and Liverpool golden boy. Uh, he had a habit of stamping on people. And this this thing of him being like the one-man club, the one-club man, blah, 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 he had agreed to go to Chelsea. He was off. He had agreed the contract. He had taken the money and left his boyhood club to go and get that Russian money. Um, so I don't. that's why I give him a bit of grief when people call him and they put him in the same bracket as a as a Neville and a, to say quietly, a Ryan Giggs, like, because he was going to go, he was going to take that money. And that's why I don't put him in the same uh, conversation as those one club players, uh, you know, like your Paul Scrolls and people like that. But that's not to say as a footballer, he's phenomenal. Uh, probably him and Paul Scrolls are the best two English midfielders of all time, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah. Uh, John Bywater says, Man United. I don't know what, what that's in response to, my friend. Uh, you'll have to tell me. Um, Reese says, I'll settle for a 7 0 win, but if I have to, I'll take a 3 0. So, a few people saying 3 0 to Cardiff on Wednesday. Uh, interesting. GD Parry says, 1 0 if we score in the first half. Uh, I just would like three points. Um, I, I, I gotta say, um, the one, one of the things I do like for um with Steve Morrison is his affinity with the players and the fans already he's brought back that relationship even if it's short term uh, it's, it makes the crowd very vocal it makes the crowd very passionate and it brings the the crowd into the game um and I think the fact that he's worked with a lot of these young players who we've got in the squad now really helps them and it helps the relationship the the, the team morale the team spirit um, Ruben Corwell looks like he looked decent before, and Steve Morrison looks like he could become a real player. Um, and his rise right, reminds me of going. Uh, his sorry, his rise reminds me of Aaron Ramsey's rise through Cardiff, and hopefully he won't leave like Aaron Ramsey. But just the way he's going, he looks. I thought he was excellent on the weekend. Um, why didn't he go then? Steven Gerrard, uh, well, he had second thoughts, didn't he? But that doesn't change the fact that he agreed it and he wanted to take that Russian money, John. Winning something. Well, he could have won a league title with Liverpool if he'd, you know, if he'd played better. But he didn't. Overrated, mate. I'm only playing. No, he, he was guy money. It's, it's half tongue-in-cheek. Um Gerard, he did leave it by example. Um, he was a natural leader. He wasn't vocal. He was, uh, yeah, he wasn't massively vocal. There's, of course, that famous clip of him geeing up the Liverpool squad and saying, "Do not let this slip." And then he slept, and Chelsea won. Um, oh, United, mate, John, United won't win anything for a long time. Um, doesn't matter who they bring in; they could bring in Seb Blatter, and corrupt their way they probably still lose on penalties um they need they need a decent manager and they need a bloody holding midfielder if that nothing else um three points for cardiff is all i want that's uh, all i could say um uh da, 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 let's have a look what else we got leslie Coates says seven points from the next three cardiff games the only seven you'll see is seven pound coins. Well, well, well. It's not very nice, is it? How did Middlesbrough get on the weekend? 
Gerard would have had a Premier League medal if he hadn't slipped over, says Richie. Well, I wouldn't laugh at some of that. Uh, Kate Child says, Van Bronckhorst still looks like he could play. What a great player in his day. Wish him well at Rangers. Yeah, I mentioned that on Friday. I was not a Rangers fan in any way, but I was absolutely delighted to see... Um, to see Van Bronckhorst back at Rangers and taking over from Gerard, I think it's an excellent appointment. He's got a good record as a manager. Um, he plays football the right way, and I think it's a great fit for Rangers. And um, you know they'll win the league this year, I would imagine. Um, John Bywater says, "Who would you get in a United?" Uh, Brendan Rodgers, mate, would be my choice. Um, second choice would be uh, Ten Hag of Ajax. They would be my two choices. They're the only two. If I was, it was my decision to appoint that person, United's manager. They're the only two I'd be interested in. I would wait for them till the summer if that was absolutely necessary. I would try and throw the checkbook at Leicester to get Brendan Rodgers now. If they wouldn't budge, you got to bring someone in till the summer until you can get him. Um, that's where the problem becomes. It's a bit of an issue because who do you bring in till the summer? I don't think you can expect Michael Carrick to do it till the summer, which means you've got to bring someone in to do it. Can't rely on Ryan Giggs anymore. So who are you going to bring in? Um, I think the fans would go absolutely mental if you brought in a Steve Bruce or a, I know, Mark Hughes or someone. People wouldn't accept it. So it's like, who do you bring in just for that short term? if you've got to wait for your first choice manager, because I think it's important they get this appointment right, John, because they get it wrong again. And I, in my opinion, Pochettino and Zidane will be massive mistakes. If they get it wrong again, they're going to have big, bigger problems than they've already got. Few people have said Pochettino. I, I've made my opinions on that clear. I just doesn't do it for me. Maybe he'll go there and do a, you know, a phenomenal job. Um, for me, Brendan Rogers, um, Ten Hag, would be the long-term options. Now, that's an interesting suggestion. Richie Thomas says, what about Phil Neville? Um, Phil Neville, till the end of the season, wouldn't be the worst appointment. Um, he's done a good job with the, in, within women's football. He knows the football club. He could do a job. You could probably keep Carrick there. I think they need to probably get rid of McKenna and Mike Phelan, but you could probably keep Michael Carrick there and bring in someone whoever it may be, to, to do it. Um, Reece says you've got to bring someone in full-time now, Pochettino, and let him have this season to slowly implement his style and philosophy rather than a six-week period in the summer. I agree with you on one thing, Reese is that if they can get their first choice in now, they should, so that they've got this season to bed in and ready for next year. However... Um, if their first choice is, say, Brendan Rodgers, for instance, and he will not budge and Leicester won't budge, not available to the summer, I think it's more important to wait till the summer to get him than appoint someone else and get it wrong again. What's Avran Grant doing these days? Uh, Rob, Rob Boyle says, Phil Devil's done a crap job in MLS. I, I couldn't tell you, mate. Um, Greg would be the one to tell us that in detail. GD Parry says, Big Sam. Brian Robson from Donna. Nicky Butt um, was the youth team manager. He'd be a decent short-term uh, option. So, interesting thing about Nicky Butt, mate. Um, without going into a great deal of detail, he was doing a phenomenal job with the academy, by all accounts. And I mean an absolutely phenomenal job. Uh, something happened, and he's no longer there. Um, I do not know what happened. I just know that something did, and he was gone because um, he was linked with a Cardiff job, and Rodri said straight away he would do a great job at Cardiff. Very, very highly rated uh, coach. Um, did a great job with United's Academy. So I don't know what the problem was that led to him leaving, so I don't know whether he'd be able to come in, but he would be a shout as well. In all fairness, like, you could probably make an argument for a lot of the, the, the class of 92 to do a job till the end of the year. I don't know, like I'll put it to you guys, um, particularly John who asked the question. Say they've got to wait for Brendan Rogers or Ten Hag till the summer. Who would you appoint or who do you think is a good appointment just to keep it 
you know, just to basically keep the seat warm until the end of the season, would you give it to Michael Carrick or would you give it to someone else? I think if there wasn't the obvious elephant in the room, Ryan Giggs would probably get it until the end of the season because you could probably do it alongside the Wales job. Um, ain't happening because, well, we all know why. Um, Reese says, well, I didn't get a Cardiff job. Uh, didn't even get a call from the club, so I might try my luck at United instead. Um, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, be interesting. I'd be interested in who they appoint. It's going to be really, really interesting. Um, I'm trying to think of the short-term options. Steve Bruce, uh, Richie says, oh, mate, I can't tell you how bad that would be received by United fans. Um, but they would get behind him. I just think he plays such bad football. And John says they've got cash. They've got the money to go and get your number one choice now. And that's what I was saying um, about 10 minutes ago. So ago, John, is it like they should go to Leicester and say, how much money do you want for us to have Brendan Rogers now? Simple as that. Lauren Blanc. Uh, Lauren Blanc um, is doing a very good job somewhere or he was no he's not no i'm thinking of someone else never mind me um he did a terrible job didn't he at somewhere um he was at uh psg for a few seasons he's out in um qatar now as manager of al rayun gary neville wouldn't do it um he said he will never be a manager again however he's got an obvious love of united would if United came to him and said, please do it till the end of the year till we can get whoever, Brendan Rogers, like would he turn him down? It's like anything, isn't it? If your football club came to you and basically begged you and said, please, can you just do it until the end of the season? Would you do it? Yapstan? Uh, John John Bywell says that Guy Neville won't do it and who could blame him? Yeah, I wouldn't do it if I was him. Um, Matthew Angel says, Jap Sam. Uh, Greg, yeah, so Phil Neville had a rough go over over in America. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, he, Guy Neville's been very vocal, John, haven't he, about um, the Glazers. I'd be amazed if they approached him. Um, probably more chance of Steve Bruce, to be honest. Um, Reese says, if, and it's a big if, you only wanted a short-term manager. Get Steve Bruce in there, ruffle some feathers. I think if Steve Bruce played like attacking football, then why not? But he does not. Um, you know, the Newcastle fans were fed up of it. Um, complete change of subject from Rob Boyle. Who is the greatest football commentator of all time? Uh, John Motson, in my opinion, or Clive Tilsley, slow, uh, closely behind there. Those two will always be the voices of football for me. Uh, Gini Parry says, how long till Mourinho gets sacked by Roma? I think he'll be gone by the end of January. Um, right, get your questions in. Um, will Melius says, just go through United's old assistants until the end of the season, if that's what they're going to do. Ronaldo, a few people have said Ronaldo, player manager. I think that would be a massive mistake. Um, it's, it's a difficult one. A temporary manager makes it difficult. And I tend to kind of um, agree with what John said. You find your target, whoever your number one man is, that's the guy you want. And you go, they've got the money, go get it. Kay Child says Barry Davis is up there for comedy. Yeah, I think that's a good shout, mate. Barry Davis. Clive Tilsley, um, for me, has been, by the way, been massively disrespected by ITV over the last couple of years. Um I know they want to like change things up and get some fresh voices in there, but Sam Matface is not the same level as Clive Tilsley, not in the same league. Now, Sam Matface might be that good in a few seasons, but no, not at the moment, not having it at all. Um, Matthew, cheers for joining us, mate. Appreciate your time as ever. We'll see you soon. Um, I will let you know about Wednesday. Um, if I do go on Wednesday, by the way, people expect photos galore. I want a photo with everyone. Um, 
but I don't know yet. Sam Matterface is awful, says Kay Charles. Motson is the boy of ITV. Yeah, did I get him mixed up? I apologize. Uh, Motson and, and and Clive Tilsley will always be the uh, the boys. Um, they are the voice of my kind of football. Um, right, last couple of minutes. Any questions and shows? Um, so just to let you guys know, um, at a meeting today with um, I wasn't a meeting. It was I had a, a coffee with um, Lawrence from uh, Eat Sleep Media. Um, we had a chat about lots and lots of things. Um, one thing I will be doing, we'll be launching the Patreon uh, before the end of November. So that's going to be coming very soon. Going to be so much exclusive content with that. Um, so if you want to support us on the channel um, and get yourself a little, uh, basically the price of a coffee each month, and you get a load of exclusive content, which will not be available anywhere else. Um, it'll just to give you kind of like an idea of the sort of stuff it'll be. Um, it will be sort of like uh, behind the scenes stuff, um, unique members only series shows. For instance, the the, the boot and the limp will be back. Um, previously unreleased shows, uh, outtakes, behind the scenes stuff, monthly question on answers. You also have a direct line to suggest uh, guests, show ideas and stuff. Uh, there'll be all sorts of stuff um, that's going to be coming before the end of December, uh, end of November. So please do, if you can uh, spare the price of a coffee each month, get involved, uh, support us and the channel and get yourself some rewards in the process. And also from January, um, I will be using uh, Eat Sleep Media's studio facilities to record my shows in person a lot of them um still working on the logistics that unfortunately the live shows won't be able to be done from the studio i don't think um unless well, apart from the times i'm in manchester because when i go if i go to manchester i can do live shows from rodri's studio but when we do shows in the studio here in cardiff they will have to be pre-recorded but that's okay because that's i've got like a list of guests who've agreed to come on but they don't want to do virtual shows. So it's going to be good stuff. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, so uh, Ace Podcast Nation taking the next step in uh, in January. And uh, Patreon members only will be launching before the end of November. So please do uh, keep an eye out for that. And of course, support us, support our shows. Do not forget Wednesday night. Eight o'clock, my story series three launches part one because it's two part the first episode. Um, and then it'll be followed by next Monday will be a my story extra where I'll be joined by uh my the feature, the guest of the first episode, Cullen Mace, where he'll be answering your questions on his episode. So I think that's like a nice little feature. I'm gonna try to do that to the best of my ability, so like it'll be episode of my story drop it a wednesday and then i'm going to try and get the guest on the monday to answer some questions about the show so the wednesday show is a pre-recorded one uh my story and um, basically because i want the guest to be able to tell their story and remember anecdotes and stuff like that in their own words without fear of kind of slipping up or saying something they don't want to or mentioning a name or anything like that um and then they'll hopefully for each episode there'll be a follow-up the monday after with that person doing a live show answering their questions and also in the pre-recorded of course when they're telling their life story you kind of it's difficult to have a lot of live questions um donna says where's kev kev's on a break at the moment um but super kevin scripted will be coming back for series three soon enough don't you worry. Lots of stuff on the way. Um, the championship call-up show, call-in show, will be launching very soon. Um, just waiting to know if it will just be me or me and a friend alongside callers each uh, each episode. But once we launch that, that'll be a weekly show. So um, I hope you'll all get involved by calling in. Um, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, massive thank you to everyone who's got involved got interacted 
sent in questions and stuff. Massive thank you to the people who've sent in super chats and stuff like that. Honestly, helps out so much. Um, you guys rock. It's been awesome. Uh, I know Kev has still got some prizes to uh, to send out. Um, I think he's got one to Reese, uh, one to Alan, and something else. Um, Donna, you come calling in. You're going to be the co-host. No, I'm uh, just waiting to hear back from someone about something, a man about a dog, as it were, and then um, that'll be launched pretty soon, probably in the next couple of weeks. That'll be our weekly show again. So it's going to come. It's going to be back. So we'll be back to Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, four shows a week, plus Patreon exclusive content. What more can you ask for? It's going to be good. Thank you, guys. Much love. I'll be in the live chat, though, uh, Wednesday. So when the show's streaming on probably just YouTube, I think, and then there'll be clips elsewhere. Um, but I'll be in the live chat as that show's going on on Wednesday. So come and get involved. and We'll have a good old time watching the show. Um, let's do it. Take it easy, my friends. Be good. And if you can't be good. Sports Social Podcast Network.